It's God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. In Genesis chapter 2, we learn about the origin of marriage. The Creator of all said, It is not good that the man should be alone. God gave us the amazing gift of marriage for us to enjoy our journey on this earth. Today, we will be learning from a series on biblical principles of marriage that will help us cultivate a God-honoring relationship. Here is Pastor Wilkerson. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I am really glad to be able to share again with you some thoughts on marriage today. We're in Genesis chapter number two, and of course, everything that God made, he made it and said, it's good, it's good, it's very good. And then he comes to chapter 2, verse 18. He says, there is something that's not good. It's not good that man should be alone. I'll make it help me for him. That's in chapter 2, verse 18 of Genesis. And of course, prior to that, he made man and he gave him a responsibility to dress and keep a garden. And that means to provide for it, to protect it. Number two, he gave him a rule. He said, don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Number three, he introduced him to himself. The God that created him, his creator, and then to his companion, Eve. And in that process of introducing him to Eve, he made her. He uh, gave us the purpose for marriage, and that is to bring glory to God, to bring companionship to us, to give us an environment in which we can enjoy physical touch and intimacy, and then an outdoor environment in which to raise secure, happy, stable and successful children. Well, then I see you see that God, uh, he gave him heavenly anesthesia, knocked him out, and then he took a rib from Adam and made a partner for Adam so they could go side by side, heirs together the grace of life in this world. And I am so thankful for the ministry of marriage. Singleness is a gift, and most people are not gifted to be single. There are people who are single who are not yet married, and it's still not their gift to be single. There are a few folks who that's their gifts to do that. The Apostle Paul said, man, if you have that gift, well, abide even as I. However, it's better to marry than it is to burn. He says, if you don't have that gift, don't fight it. And let the Lord bring a spouse to you of his choosing. And if you do get married, though, you're going to need to pick up a partner and be a good partner. You know, people are trying to find a person, the perfect person. Why don't you just try to be the perfect person? If you could just try to be what God wants you to be, then you will probably uh, be given a spouse that God wants you to have. The Bible says a prudent wife is from the Lord. He said, whoso finds the wife, finds a good thing and obtain a favor of the Lord. And certainly wanna, we want to concentrate more so on being the right person than trying to find the right person. But then we spoke on the last podcast that if you are married, you're certainly going to need to make that a priority, and that will be challenged. For the cause of marriage shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And especially early on in a marriage, but always this will be the case. A precious wife, and this is given directly to the man primarily, and of course Adam did not have a father and a mother, but the principle is here. It's mentioned here in Genesis, Matthew, Mark, and Ephesians, because a lady, by virtue of her gender, has an especial need to know that she matters most and she's going to be okay. We'll say that in two words, significance and security. She wants to know that she is significant. 
and that she matters and then that she's going to be okay. She's secure and uh, is not fearful of where she lands and in that relationship with her husband. Very important thing there. But uh, that's going to have to be done on purpose. That's going to have to be done with priority. And he says, look, you've got to let everything else go and you've got to make your spouse a priority. I think that's especially for the man, but it's also for the lady. Don't let the kids fall into being that um, second priority. Don't let occupations or even ministry be that second priority. God is number one. Our spouse and our role in their relationship is number two, and everyone else is a distant third. And uh, at the same time, as a minister of Jesus Christ, as yours truly functions in that way, after I've, I've played my role as a servant of Christ in uh, my relationship with God and with Linda and our children, our family, then I want to be a minister of Jesus in the work of the Lord. The last verse of chapter 2 is verse 25, and it says this, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Kind of interesting verse. I, I can honestly say when I listened to that as a read that as I was 14, 15 years old, I said, Lord, what in the world is that in the Bible for? A couple of naked people running around the garden. But I found out that that's on purpose. He says, they were both naked, the man and his wife, and not ashamed. It's only in a marriage relationship where there should be nothing come between you, even clothes. It's the only absolutely open relationship there is apart from yours with your God. And I think it's important to understand that. I don't have to answer everybody else's questions, but I need to answer Linda's question. There could be a time, even as a pastor of a church, that, that I oftentimes will phrase a question with this information. I'll say, I'm going to ask you a question you don't feel like you have to answer me. I understand that everyone has to answer my questions because there's a, I could get too personal and they could get too personal with me. But there is no question that if Linda asked me that I should not readily answer her question, it's never none of her business. And anything that she knows is never none of my business. It's the only relationship where there needs to be complete openness without embarrassment. Nothing comes between us, even clothes. You would take your clothes off in front of your boss or your best friends or your children or your parents. That would be very inappropriate. But a married couple can do that without embarrassment. And I think it means not just physically, I think it means emotionally. Um, oftentimes a married couple will understand, and it's unfortunate, but it's true. And by the way, the devil is a master mason. He loves to build walls between important relationships, between pastor and people, between parents and children, and certainly between a man and his wife. And he wants to build a wall. He'll use any kind of material he can get. He'll use uh, blocks of hobbies and finances. He'll use media, all kinds of stuff to try to build a wall between a man and his wife. And uh, what the godly Christian the, the, the man and the woman who wants to have the marriage God wants them to be must be willing to knock down those walls and to offer openness with each other without embarrassment. Some folks know they just can't go there with their spouse. They, that's going to turn into a fight. There's going to be defensiveness. He won't answer that question. He won't let me know about that. She will not respond to that. There's no way she's going to open up about that. 
And dear friend, if you don't want to answer such questions, just stay single. But if you get married for the cause of marriage, you understand there needs to be openness. You know, God made us different that he might make us one. And his goal in marriage is oneness. And the way that oneness is operates, you must have some openness in that way. And then whenever your spouse opens up their heart or their emotions in a situation, let me encourage you not to neglect to shut them down or embarrass them when they ask a question. Don't shut them down. Some folks, when their spouse uh, brings up a subject, they'll shut them down quickly and embarrass them. And then they do not want to pull off those proverbial emotional clothes again because that hurt too bad. That was too embarrassing. You don't want to do that. The next time we meet, we're going to talk about the principles we learn in Genesis chapter number three. I'd like to encourage you, if you have interest and you have time, why don't you read Genesis chapter three and determine what it is that uh, you could learn about the marriage relationship in the fall of man. I think that will be a blessing. As we conclude the podcast today, can I say thank you for joining us? And uh, pray about your marriage. Keep working in your marriage. You know, every marriage needs two special items. Number one, faith in God. You don't have to trust your spouse, but you need to trust God. Let me encourage you to put your faith in the Lord. Number two, a determination to keep working, keep loving, keep reverencing, keep caring for the spouse that God gave you. I would encourage you to do that. There are some deep waters and some challenging seasons and valleys in every marriage relationship. There are things that come out of the blue, things I didn't expect to happen. Why don't we just take the Lord and say, God, please help to trust you and determine to stay. May God bless you. Thank you for joining us on Grace to Grow podcast. The opportunity for a man and woman to be one flesh is a gift given to us by God. We pray this series will be an encouragement and tool that allows you to keep investing in your marriage so that it may be a light of God's love in this lost world. Please consider sharing this podcast so it may be a blessing to others. Have a great day in Jesus.